morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing great today. Let's open our Bible to John chapter number 10. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through John. And we've been studying now for some time in chapter 10. And uh, we're going to pick up today in verse number 22. And if you have a copy of God's precious word nearby, I would encourage you to take just a moment and go get it and bring it back. And let's study God's word together and that we might grow. I've always found when I read the word of God along with whoever's teaching or preaching, it just helps me to have a better understanding something about the Word of God, isn't there? So with that said, let's open our Bible, John chapter number 10. And before I read verse 22, I must tell you that I believe, as many scholars agree, that there is a lapse of time, several months transpire between verse number 21 and verse number 22. And as we're thinking about this, a few months had passed by, and now it was December of the year. Verse number 22, the Bible says, And it was at Jerusalem at the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Verse 23, And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And then, verse number 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Oh, I love that verse. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any pluck any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave me them, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. We'll stop right there for our reading today. And I did get down through verse number 31. That's a lot of verses to take into consideration. Let's just look at some thoughts today from our text verses. And I want to be a help to you. Again, remember, it is later in the year. It is December of that year. And uh, 
the Feast of the Dedication. That's a, a very interesting phrase. We need to uh, look at that for just a few moments. The Feast of the Dedication was actually instituted uh, according to Jewish history by a man by the name of Judas Maccabeus. And it was said that he purged and dedicated the temple, that being the second temple, after it had been polluted, it had been desecrated uh, sometime uh, in the past. And uh, I won't go into the details of that, but it was pretty, uh, pretty serious pollution. There was a, a sow that was... Uh, offered on the altar and all these things. It was just a pollution of the temple. It went against uh, the totally what God's teaching was for. And uh, so actually, uh, this had been, this dedication was a result of that cleansing of the temple and the rejoicing that was about and around in the Jews and around the city as a result of setting the temple right again and being able to have godly worship. Uh, it had been written in Jewish history that when they lit the candlestick, that they only had one flask of oil. And that flask of oil was long enough to do one day. The, the, the temple, or the, the dedication and the, uh, the ceremony, the feast day, uh, one day, that was all that the oil would have been sufficient for. But I remind you, there have been seven more days of this feast. And miraculously, the oil lasted for all eight days. Now, the candlestick had eight different candles on it. And uh, so that candlestick burned and give light there in the temple for that week. Isn't it amazing that God can do miracles and things that you don't think about? But it's called the Feast of Lights because the city was illuminated as an expression of joy for the goodness of God and what he did. The feast began on the 25th day of Kislu, which was December the 15th. You and I probably are more familiar, rather the Feast of the Dedication or the, feast of, uh, the Festival of Lights. Uh, the word Hanukkah is used often. In, in our around Christmas time. So they celebrate that even today, and it's Hanukkah is what this is called, and this was the time of the year, and they were celebrating the, the Feast of, of Lights, or as the Bible says here, uh, we can see it in Jerusalem, the, the Feast of the Dedication, because they had rededicated the temple. And as we read the Word of God, I want you to understand this morning that that there's so much more. When we, we see a verse, we just read it and we just, you know, don't understand it. We just keep going. But there's, there's reasons for the Word of God saying what it says. And if we study and we dig in a little deeper, we're going to find many great truths that maybe we didn't know before. And, and this is one of those nuggets. So let's look together. Verse 23, Solomon's porch. That's another interesting thought. It was located on the, actually on the east side of the temple. And it was a covered porch, and it led to the uh, to where the uh, the Gentile the court of the Gentiles. It led to that, and it was a large covered porch. And in fact, Peter uh, preached there. You will find that in Acts chapter three later on, after Jesus died and rose from the grave, Peter preached there, 
And uh, so anyway, I won't go into details any more than that. You can look that up for yourself. But it was uh, Solomon's porch. Very interesting place. Verse number 24 and we, we come to that verse, and then the Jews round, came the Jews round about him. They had circled him in, like, uh, I guess, like uh, buzzards circling in. And here it is, verse 24, and they said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. The anointed one, the Messiah, they wanted Jesus to proclaim it to them and just say, I'm the Messiah. That's what they wanted to hear. And what they were doing, they were only wanting to trap the Lord. In verse number 25 and verse number 26, we see what Jesus says to them. He said, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do, my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Twice Jesus told them their problem in both those verses. He said, ye believe not. And unbelief is the serious problem that all men who are lost face today. It's unbelief that keeps people from receiving Christ. It's unbelief that keeps men from being saved and born again. If they could only believe, the Pharisees and the scribes and the religionists, they could not believe and would not believe. And they chose to not believe. And let me say this, you have a choice too. You either believe or you don't. And so it is. You're either saved or you're not. And that's the bottom line. It's by faith. Amen. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we see here that they are encircled the Lord and they question him. And he, he just said, you, you don't believe. So, I, you know, I can't help you. And so verse number 27, he repeats the truth of his sheep. Let's read that. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Isn't it good to be saved by the grace of God? Isn't it good today to be one of the sheep of the Lord? And I'm going to hurry because I see my time is getting away from me already this morning. Verse number 28 and 29, we find some truth. He talks about a eternal life. He says, I give them unto them eternal life. How long is eternal life? It's forever. And he's giving that right now. And so it is. We don't have to wait until we die to inherit eternal life because the moment we're saved, we're given eternal life. You say, are you one of those that believe that you're saved eternally? If you're saved, yes, you're saved for all eternity. Because if you read that verse, it is in the present tense. It's right now. Man, I'm as saved as I'm ever going to be, realizing my flesh is not, but my soul is eternally saved. I am secure in the Lord Jesus. As I look at this, Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life. And then he, he, he even clarifies it even deeper. And he says, and they shall never perish. Now, what does that mean? It means to die and go to hell, to lose your life and to die the eternal death. And they shall never perish. How long is never perish? It means that you'll never perish forever. Amen. I'm saved and I'm sealed and I'm on my way to heaven. Don't have to worry about that. And then he says, it gets even better. And no man is able to pluck them out of my, my hand. And that's what he said. No man's able to take them out of Jesus' hand. And then he goes one more. He says, my father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. 
And then he says, as I and my father are one. What Jesus says is his sheep is in his hand. I'm glad for that. But Jesus said his hand is in the father's hand. And no one is able to pluck us out of the father's hand. Why is that? Because we're in Jesus and Jesus is in God. They're one. And you and I are eternally and forever saved. Hallelujah. I'm glad today that I'm eternally saved. Well, verse number 30 and we are going to read that. I and my Father are one. That means this, that Jesus is God in union with the Father, the Holy Spirit. First John 5, 7, For there, there are three that bear record in heaven. Listen carefully. I'm glad of that. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Aren't you glad you're saved today? And then verse number 31, this upset the Jews to the degree that they took up stones again, again, again to stone him. You see, they, they were going to stone him again. And let me say this, to stone once a person was to punish for this crime of blasphemy. Leviticus 24, you can read about that. And this was the second time they had picked up the stones, John Chapter 8, verse 59 was the first. I, I want to say, I'm glad I'm saved this morning. There's so much about the Word of God, and I'm glad that I'm able to study it. I'm glad that we're able to share it with you, and I rejoice in my salvation. I hope you're saved today, and if you're not, you could be, and I'm glad it's by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not by works, lest any man should boast, but it's by faith in what he did for us on Calvary. Well, Lord bless you. Hope you have a great day. Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning at 8.30 a.m. And we'll pick up again right where we left off in John chapter 10. May God bless you today. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Thank you.